All right, so as you guys all know, it's no secret, we're in some tough times, right? And it's getting harder and harder every day. And who here is on social media? Yes. And that just makes it so much funner. All right? It really doesn't. But we're going to get on that here in just a few minutes. But um, I want you guys to think about some things that you're going through right now. Who here has ever woke up and went to work and they just had a terrible morning and they say, I want to start this day over? <laughs> yes, right? Who says they want to start 2020 over? Right, okay? So I just want to talk about some of these things that we are facing and some of the things that I have done that have helped me dramatically during this time. And again, this is what I've done. I'm not telling you to do it. It's just what I have found extremely helpful for me. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to be in 2 Corinthians. We're going to talk about that. Um, so if you guys want to head there, because I didn't give um, uh, Leah a heads up at all today about stuff. So if you want to get to 2 Corinthians, we're going to be in chapter uh, 4 and ch uh, chapter somewhere, yeah, 11. So if you guys want to make your way there, we're going to read that here in just a minute. But we're going to talk about some tough days that Paul went through. And then Paul is going to give us some examples of what he did to get through them. And I want to talk to you guys about what we can do as believers to get through these days. Because those who don't know Jesus, I can see why they post what they post. My problem is people I know that know Jesus and I see what they post. That's the problem. And so um, we all got an opinion. There's no doubt we all have an opinion. We all have something to say. But if it doesn't line up with this, we really have no business to really say it because it's all divisive. It's all, ew, you go to this church, you go to that church, you believe in who? We're never going to win an argument unless Jesus is the main subject of the argument because there's two sides to every story. There's only one Savior. There's only one story there that can be told. And so I hope through all of this today that you guys can see um, some of the things that uh, Paul did and that we can take into consideration as we get through this. Um, so if you could and would turn to 2 Corinthians 11 with me, and we're going to read some of the trials and some of the tough days that Paul went through. And I'm hoping after you read what he went through, you won't think your days are that bad anymore. Um, but we're going to start in chapter 23, and we're going to read some of the things here. What did I say? Yes. Since there's not 23 chapters in 2 Corinthians, I want you guys to find that. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 23. All right, my bad. Verse 23, okay? So we're going to be there. Oh, you do have it. All right. All right, we're going to start halfway in, down a couple, a sentence down on 23. It says, I'm a better one with far more laborers, many more imprisonments, far worse beatings, near death many times. 
All right, has anybody in here have that happened to them so far in their life? 2 Corinthians 11, 23, halfway down the verse. I'm a better one with far more laborers, many more imprisonments, far worse beatings, near death many times. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one, so 39, if you guys don't know math. All right, who here has ever had a lash? You have? Okay, okay, all right. Well, I've heard, of, I've, I've talked to one person that had seven lashings, and the pain they talked about, and this guy has had it five times at 39 of them. So who's had, who's, who's had that happen to him? Perfect. Okay. Three times I was beaten with rods, and once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I have spent a night and a day in the depths of the sea. On frequent journeys I faced dangers from rivers, Dangers from robbers, dangers from my own people, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the open country, dangers on the sea, and dangers among false brothers. Labor and hardship, many sleepless nights, hunger and thirst, often without food, cold and lacking clothing. Let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we thank you so much for just the opportunity um, to speak, to hear your word. Lord, we know that we are in tough times right now. And Lord, we know that the only way we as Christians can get through this is if we truly trust you. Lord, I ask that as we go through this message, Lord, that we can turn our focus not at the coronavirus, not at masks or no masks, not at Democrat or Republican, Lord, but you, Jesus. Lord, that we can reroute our entire focus on you. Lord, that we can get all the distractions of this life out. And Lord, I pray that we can have conversations with people and not with social media. Lord, I pray that we can get face-to-face -face with people. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So when you guys watch, who watches the news? Ralph, I didn't think you were a news watcher, and I, he works with me. Okay, that's crazy. All right. Um, I'll, I'll get on that here in a minute to why I say that. So what are some bad things that you have recently heard that upsets you? Somebody say something. The shooting in Brownsburg. Shooting in Brownsburg. I'll just put shooting because... It's everywhere, but yes, okay. Shooting, I can spell that one. Anybody else? Bad news that you have heard about recently. Witches calling Blazes on our president. What, huh? <laughs> Witches calling on Say that one more time. People that say they are on Okay. Okay. Okay, making, I don't know, something about Trump. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay. All right, something else. Something that's really upset you lately with all this news that's going on. Huh? Sex trafficking. That's huge right now for sure. 
Okay. COVID. COVID, yeah. I'm over COVID. COVID didn't bother me anyway, some kid said the other day. Lack of chain. Oh, lack of change. Coins, that would have been way better. Here, let me draw a penny. Well, I'm going to write messy anyway. Okay, anything else? Churches being shut down, that's good. Family businesses. Now we're coming. I like it. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I'm done with you. Uh, masks. So I'll tell you the one thing and why I don't watch the news anymore. Too many saying this and then a whole other group saying the complete opposite. You don't know what to believe. And so what does that cause? That cause causes division, right? Causes division. This right here is only going to cause division to those that don't believe. If we pick this up and read this and make this our news, all this other stuff would go away. But instead, we always want to fight and argue with our side. I've seen strong brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ take a stand that I've never seen them stand up for Jesus that way. But man, they're not wearing a mask. Man, you got to wear a mask. You're going to get me sick. All right, I got opinions. Oh my gosh. And if we want to sit one-on-one, I'll talk to you all day about opinions. All right, because I have them. My wife punches me all the time and tells me to shut up. All right? So I have them. But I typically won't have them unless it's a conversation. That's what we lack. You can't build a relationship unless you build conversations. The reason I feel that my department at work is good is we talk all the time. Do we have issues, Ralph? Do we have issues? Yeah, okay. We have issues, but we talk. We talk. And he loves me. There's nothing better than a grown man walking away from my office yelling, I love you, brother! All right, right in front of everybody. But that's how it should be. That's how we should act. We should make sure that people know we love them. We can disagree. All right? I know you guys probably don't believe this, but Rashad and I disagree on a lot of things. All right? But I tell you what we agree on. This. And you will never see me or Rashad argue in front of anybody. Because it's divisive. Their pastors are the same, pastors of the same church and they don't agree on the same thing? No. No. But it's okay. It is okay not to agree. All right? So, turn to 2 Corinthians 4. Not 44, but 4. All right, and we're going to be in uh, verse 7, and we're going to read some things here. All right, now, if the ministry of death, that is not right, 
4, 7. Yep, I was in 3, sorry. Now we have the treasure. Now we have this treasure in clay jars so that this extraordinary, extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. We are pressured in every way. We are perplexed. I'm sorry, we are pressured in every way, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. All right, all these things, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you have experienced. All right, so let's write those down. We are what? Pressured, right? We are pressured. Good gravy. Glad I got the big one. All right. What's that? Persecuted. Persecuted. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Whew. Perplexed. Oop. All right. Struck down. Struck down. All right, but I want you guys to read the but nots. We are pressured in every way, but we're not crushed. All right, is pressure bad right now? Right, the school thing is driving people crazy. The kids got to wear masks all day. Parents don't want that. Okay, we're going to do e-learning. We're going to do homeschooling. The pressure's heavy right now. Right, finances are tough. Moms are deciding to leave the workforce to go home to homeschool their kids. Pressures right now are tough, but we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted. Are we persecuted? Absolutely. You can't have Christian beliefs and not get persecuted for it. Right? You take a stand against abortion, all you just hate people. What? That's what the Bible says, right? I believe in a Savior that came to this earth, lived a perfect life, died, and rose from the grave. You, be you believe stuff like that? I mean, everything we believe as a Christian, someone has something they want to come back at us about and try to tell us that this is false. This is false. And then you take them to the chain shortage. It's talked about it. It's already been said. We knew that was coming. That's no secret, right? If you're a Christian, you know this stuff's going to come. You know persecution is going to happen. You know that the world is going to attack. We are struck down, but not destroyed. One of the things I have done that I have found so nice is I had every single news channel you could think of on my phone. CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, Channel 13, Fox 59. I had it all. And then I had notifications on them. So my phone never shuts up. All right, constant. All right? And you got this and that, and Democrats are doing this, Republicans are doing this. And I never, ever seen or heard anything about Jesus. Not once have I seen it. Not one time. I've deleted all my sports apps. And if you guys know me, I don't watch it. I, can, I have not watched a show in 10 years. I've probably watched every football game in the last 10 years. All right? I've deleted every sports app, every single one of them. 
because guess what? I would get updates that was from sports sites that had nothing to do with sports. The only app that I have that I get updates from now, notifications, is my Bible app. That's it. And sometimes the daily verse is rough. It's hard. But it comes from Jesus. We have to get away from this divisive nature. We have the right to our opinion, right? We had men and women that died for that. We have that right. But if it takes away from Jesus, why are we doing it? Why do we do it? Because we have an opinion? Because our opinions are right? Let me tell you, my opinion is always right. All right? Ask my wife. They're always right, and then I sleep on the couch. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't do that to me. But we all have an opinion. But if you differ, talk. Talk to each other. I'm so, so tired of reading these posts on Facebook. By the way, I deleted that too. I get on it when my wife says, hey, you, did you see that? And it's got to be something I want to see or I won't go on there. But I don't have the app anymore. I got rid of it. Because it's just so hateful. Who's on the chatter pages? Oh, my gosh. You want to ruin your day? Go on chatter. All right, it'll ruin your day just like that. And the problem is you see these people in public and they won't say a word. It's all keyboard bullying. Why don't we pound people with Jesus? Tell people about Jesus. Tell them what Jesus has done in your life. I hate to tell you guys all this, but we're all going to die. That's a fact. If it's COVID, if it's the flu... If it's because I'm fat, we're all going to die. It's inevitable. There's two things that are going to happen. You're going to be born and you're going to die. And you have a choice in between those two things. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? If you haven't, guess what? You're going to lose. But the end game is if you have, you're going to win. Trust me, I would much rather be with Jesus right now than in this mess. But he has me here. Therefore, he has me here, so therefore I have to tell people about him. There's only one reason we're still here, guys. And that's to let people know who Jesus Christ is. Think about this week alone that just went. With all the negativity, has any of you in this room, and you don't have to raise your hand yes or no, have any of you actually not talked about Jesus but have you shared Jesus with someone that does not know him? It's hard. But my gosh, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to do that. And I know it's hard to run into people nowadays, right? You're in Walmart, they're like... <laughs> right? So I know it's tough, all right? And that's what the devil wants. He doesn't want us to talk to each other. But do it for Jesus, he died for you, all right? Sinners, disgusting people, he died for us. Down at church camp this year, Jeff Matthews was telling the kids how nasty they are. And I think it upset some of them, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think some of them were like, this dude, I can't believe he just said some of that stuff about us. It's all true. It's all true. But Jesus' blood makes us white as snow. And for some reason, during these 
Stupid times, I'm just going to say it, stupid times we get lost in the fact that who our Savior is, what He has pulled us out of. I don't know about you, but I can tell you all kinds of things Jesus has pulled me out of and still pulls me out of today. Just because I'm a Christ follower doesn't mean life is easy, because it's not. Life's tough. And when you step away from Jesus and get in your own boat, it's going to get a whole lot harder. Those storms are going to get a lot harder. Those people's opinions are going to upset you even more. But when you're grounded in Jesus and you let Jesus help you make your decisions, when you ask him for what you need to do, it's going to get a little easier. It just hurts me. And I know it hurts Rashad when our people that we have talked about, I don't care that you're a Democrat. I don't care that you're a Republican. Are you following this? That's all I care about. And then have conversations with people. Some of the best political conversations I have ever had are with people with opposite views of me that are willing to talk. And I've been able to change their minds, and they've been able to change mine. But that's because we had conversations. So many times we are scared to talk. Just talk. Remember, Jesus was beaten for you. He didn't have to do it. Thank you for doing it. We're going to close on that thought. I want you guys to think for a minute. Something that I have never seen. I don't want it to be fake. I tell the kids at church camp this all the time. Don't come up to this altar because you are emotionally caught up in the moment. Because so many times, specifically children, teenagers, will get so caught up because their friend is at the altar bawling about boyfriend A or B, I don't know. And then they totally miss what the Spirit is trying to do. But not this week, not next week, but when you feel led to just give it all to Jesus, when you feel led to say, Jesus, I'm going to stop this divisiveness. Lay it at the altar. Lay it at his feet. He will take it. He will help you with it, but you've got to want to do it right? Parents, we know what our kids need. We know what they want. How much sweeter is it when they realize how much you're providing for them? And they come and say, thank you. Thank you. When's the last time you thanked Jesus? When's the last time you said, thank you for the breath I'm breathing? For me standing on my own two feet? For me not having COVID? For me beating COVID? for me waiting for the flu season to get my flu shot, all this stuff. When's the last time we thanked Jesus for that? And if we're not living our life right, I pray that you lay that before Jesus. I can look among the crowd. We're not packed here tonight or today, but I guarantee there's some of us living in sin right now. I'm guilty. Lay it at the feet of Jesus and let him take it away. You guys, I hate to tell you this, but your strength ain't good enough. 
You need his strength. Because without Jesus, we're nothing. We're a nobody. You might be known by 100 million people. You're still a nobody. The only person that matters that knows you is Jesus. It's the only person that matters. With Jesus, the end of the story, you win. Without Jesus, the end of the story, you lose. What kind of legacy are you going to leave here on this earth? Someone that was always arguing about stuff that didn't matter about Jesus, and then people get so lost and your divisiveness that they didn't even realize you were a Christian? And you go to heaven and then they're at your funeral and they hear that you were a Christian? And they go back to their buddy and be like, he was a Christian? Who wants that? Stand for Jesus. When people are doing things that aren't right, walk away. Don't argue with them. Don't argue. Trust me, people get the message. I do it every day. Just roll out. Worship girls, ladies, if you can come up. I'll get this big old pot out of your way. But as, they, as you guys stand and as they prepare to sing, this ain't going anywhere anytime fast. The going joke is in November this will be over. And that may be true. But if a Democrat gets in office, the Republicans will come up with something that they'll make a big deal out of. If the president wins the re-election, the Democrats will keep on going. What are you guys going to do? Are you guys going to buy into the right wing or the left wing, or are you going to buy into Jesus? That's what we got to do. And it's not easy. Trust me, I like arguing. It's fun. It's fun. But do it behind closed doors, and do it lovingly. And when you guys walk away, be able to hug each other, shake hands, and say, brother, we're just going to agree to disagree on this. But stand on Jesus. If you're not standing on Jesus and you walk away, shame on you. Shame on you. Stand on Jesus. Please stand.
All right. As we close, I want you guys to do not me a favor, but do Jesus a favor this week and tell someone about him. Tell them the king you worship. Tell them the political party you worship. And that political party is Jesus. All right? So give it up one more time for the youth. And then if you are able to help, I'm going to run, open garage door, pull that thing in there, and help move that um, bounce house out of that trailer. So if you guys see how big that trailer is, it's not very big, but the bounce house takes up the whole thing. So it's relatively huge. So anyway, and then we'll be moving it again in the chili cook-off if we do that this year. So remember what we spoke about before the sermon. Um, and if you have any questions, let me know. Security team, if you're interested, let me know. All right, let's pray. Thank you guys for coming. Have a great week. Dear God, Lord, we thank you so much for this day, for this opportunity to be in your house, this opportunity, Lord, just to really refocus. And Lord, I just pray that all of us in this room, Lord, can refocus on you. Lord, we've all been caught up in all of the stuff that's going on. We sometimes lose sight of the end goal. And Lord, I pray for forgiveness on that. Lord, I pray that uh, you'll just continue to be with Rashad as he's preaching three sermons. I'm sure he is covered in sweat at this moment. Lord, I just pray that you give him the, the strength to get through. And Lord, that you give him a time of rest today at the end. And Lord, I just thank you for all those who have come out. Lord, I thank you for the beautiful weather we have outside right now. It's in Jesus Christ's precious holy name we pray. Amen. With that being said, don't bother Rashad today. If you need anything, call me. He's going to be exhausted. Let him rest. All right? Love you guys. Love you, brother. Love you, brother.